Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast. I'm joined by John James. John James, how are we? I'm just recover- still recovering from Thursday night. Oh, I'm <laughs> trying to recover from Saturday, and I feel like absolute death right now. So I do, and that was not a great weekend for me personally as a football fan. Sports not great at all. But so we'll kick off the show <coughs> by talking about uh, Motherwell and Aberdeen. Aberdeen won one 0 but John James, I need to ask you first of all: Are you happy with who Aberdeen got in the League Cup semi final? I'm delighted, you know. <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted. So, John James, let's, let's talk about uh, Thursday night. What actually happened? Motherwell beat his 3 0. Joe Lewis had an absolute nightmare. What happened? He got he, his, his tactics were. He, the tactics were wrong. 100% McKenna strike. I've, I've, I've said before in previous weeks, track by three at the back. It's never going to work. Uh, Motherwell done everything right. Motherwell played the, the intensity, the way they were pushing us up the park. Their, their, the way physicality, everything was better than ours. We looked like we boys. Mm. Not, it was not a good performance at all. Even though, and the, only, the only thing I will say is, how many clear-cut chances did Motherwell actually have that wasn't our keeper throwing the goal in his own net or not, not our guarding near post? I feel like Motherwell deserved to win it, but we gave, we gave them the boost to win that game. <laughs> uh, but that, that was probably one of the worst performances I've seen under McInnes. That was, and what he's been in charge for, this is what he's watched fourth season now. Uh, that's the worst performance I've seen from a dead kind of side. Yeah, so we'll talk about the game uh, yesterday. Um, so Aberdeen won 1-0. What do you make of the performance? It was a million miles away from the performance on Thursday. It's so weird. It's so weird having to say how bad we were, how poor we were on the Thursday, to then saying how on the Sunday we're just ten times better. Is that not annoying though, considering the fact that he's won yesterday but he couldn't do the business See, on Thursday night against Motherwell? What I was saying... And progress into semi? What I was saying coming away from Thursday night was... Last, it, the team doesn't grow, and you don't know what. Like going forward, Aberdeen have been what this season we've been poor. We've not we've been winning games, but we've not been doing it well. But what do we learn from that? What do we learn if you're winning games? You don't learn anything because you're taking the three points anyway. So it was going to take losing a game to then realise. Hold on a minute, we're we're in the yeah yeah we have to we have to change, and I think losing against Mother in that manner has has helped because now we know that we that's not what I'm hoping he knows that means no more three at the back because we played four at the back uh, on Sunday and that was Carrie Arneson and a, a, a Scott McKenna one of our youth players that's the that's the that's the centre back pairings I want going forward that's who I want because they've kept the clean sheet and I want Anthony O'Connor playing in front of both of them because again he Louis Moult Louis goes scores two goals on Thursday does nothing when he gets man marked on the, sun, on the Sunday that's Motherwell's only real yep. threat, that's it. And if you keep him quiet, there's not much uh, up front for Motherwell uh, to score goals. We won 1-0, and we, all we done was simply, anytime the ball fell with Moult, someone was there, that was it. Anytime the ball came out of the box, you were looking for Moult, and it was solved. Doesn't score, we win the game 1-0, we see it out. I know some people were saying, we parked the bus. Is it, it's not really parking the bus, it's if you know that you're capable of defending that lead, and you're going into the last 10 minutes... Why, why push forward? Why, why push? As a team, we were already just taken off our main striker and we were playing Ryan Christie up top and having our wingers playing Greg Stewart and I can't remember who the other one was. Why, we, we saw it out and Aberdeen fans just wanted to win. Oh, that whole game was about getting the three points, getting a reaction from first day and getting the points. And on the other hand, Mullow could, well, I'm going on with Mullow will be top six this season. Yeah, honestly, Motherwell have really impressed me so far since considering the start they've made to the, the campaign. As much as it, it pains to admit, obviously, Motherwell will be the happier side because they got to the semi-final. They would have taken winning the quarter-final and losing the league game. And ultimately, I wouldn't have, we've, but we've won the league game. And I'm just happy that we finally got a performance where now we know we can't play like that. So, so uh, Kenny McLean. We'll talk about him. Kenny McLean's had a really poor start to the season. Um, some Aberdeen fans are calling for uh, Derek McInnes to get rid of him in January. Would you get rid of him, John James? Because he's made a really poor start to the campaign. If he shows, if he shows no interest in signing an extension, I would get rid of him in January. Because why keep another player to lose him for free? It's it's another it's another, it's another Ryan Jackson. His contract's up at the end of the season, yeah. Yeah, it's the same as last season. There's two scenarios. Look, we got we got one point three million for Johnny Hayes. He was he signed an extension just so he signed that extension so we could sell him, so we could get the money. Ryan Jack didn't sign the extension, we lost him for free. Do we want to go down do we, do we want to go down the route of losing another player for free? 
No, you don't. You you want to get the money for it. So if he shows no intention of signing that contract, I get. I want. I would want rid of him in January. There's no point keeping a player till the end of the season that you're going to lose for free anyway. And I don't think his performances have merited getting this bumper new contract either because. He's not been at. He's not been at it at all. Right. See, see, for example, let's just say, for example, right, Rangers come in for Kenny McLean in January, right? His contract's up in the end of the season. How much would you want for Kenny McLean if Rangers come in for him in January? I think that we obviously, I've said about Louis Moult that I've said, I've said that Louis Moult, if they're holding out for ridiculous amounts of money for Louis Moult, they're not going to get it. I think if Rangers, if if Rangers, if Rangers come in, obviously, I wouldn't going to play hardball negotiations anyway because their two sides are going to be close, to, like close together. I think if any club came in and offered Aberdeen, if he hadn't signed a contract, I think Aberdeen would accept anything above 300000 for Kenny McLean. If he signs a contract, I think you could be looking at... 800000 800, to a million, anywhere in between there. Is what we'd, we'd want for Kenny McLean. See, see Kenny McLean's body language right now, he just, it looks like his heart's not in it. It looks like he's like totally uninterested. He just looks like he doesn't want to be there. It's, it, that, the second game against Muddle, he was a bit better, but on the Thursday night, on the Thursday night, that that's what the, the Kenny McLean we've seen all season, and that's not I would I would even find the one to be dropped and right quite rightly so I think. Too far. Well, we've been playing centre mid, but you can also play centre attacking mid. I'd put Ryan Christie in centre attacking mid, and then what what problem do we have there? Ryan Christie, fair enough, he's a lone player, he's from Celtic. But it's about all who's putting the performance in, and Christie's been playing so much better than what Kenny McLean has, and I think we've got center, we've got centre mids that can play there. And we could we could play Tansy and Shinny or even O'Connor. O'Connor proved himself in midfield for the weekend, and I don't think probably Dominic Ball. See, Dominic Ball came on towards the end of the game, and he pretty much just slotted in. He they rotated positions, and we went out to O'Connor went and sat in centre back, and Dominic Ball went and played centre defensive mid. So we have midfield players. Kenny McLean's position in that team shouldn't be so assured. Is what it has been. So, mm. but yeah, if, I'd get rid of him. I'd get rid of him if he doesn't sign a contract. Really? If yeah. he doesn't sign a contract, get rid of him in January because as of right now, he's not bringing anything to the team. Mm-hmm. But uh, going back, to, uh, going back to Muddle, Muddle, that team will be fine. It's just the case of if they lose Louis Moult, where are the goals coming from? Yeah. Because as they've seen against us on the Sunday, stop Louis Moult, they didn't score a goal. So. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how different this Motherwell side would be if they actually lost Louis Moult in the summer? They, I, do you really, I think they'll be floundering right now, if they'll be really, really struggling. If you take Louis Moult out that side, this is another example for us, if you take Louis Moult out that side, they don't get that flamboyant 3-0 win against Aberdeen. They don't, they don't get that win. So, well, they don't they might get the win, but they don't get the 3-0 win, which was what they were all talking about, how comfortable it looked. Mm-hmm. So, Louis Moult definitely adds more danger to that Motherwell team than what most other players do. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll do well. They do. Muddle fans are saying, from what I've seen on social media, Muddle fans, Muddle fans are content to have him for the the rest of the season. They lose him after losing for nothing, just because it will improve their chances of either top six, cup finals possibly. But, in my opinion, that's mad. <laughs> that's mad. Why? Why would you want to lose that player for nothing? Because mm. Louis Moult, see when if Louis Moult, see if, Louis, if he was on a five year, five year, three year contract, how much do you think he could go for? Yeah, no, like, like well over, oh, well, I'd probably say about Hibs, well over 1.5 million. Hibbs got, what, 1, one million odd for Jason Cummins, which was weird. Which, yeah, which, I think he had a couple of years left. Which was granted was weird. He scored more goals than Jason Cummins in the Premier League. So you could be easily talking about over, over 1.5 million for Oli Moe. Yeah, he's, he's, what, he's only, what, 24, 25? Mm-hmm. So, Muddle could, if they had him on a longer deal, which isn't their fault, granted he... They've had him for what two years now, so he did sign a three-year contract when he first arrived. Yeah. But last year, I don't understand why they weren't working. They were trying to offer him a contract in January. I don't see why that wasn't dealt with sooner. Yeah. Than what it is now. But I just don't understand why Motherwell fans would be so content to lose him for nothing at the end of the season. That's true. And just say, for example, he goes in January, right? Which I don't think will happen. But if he does go, that'll be a massive mm. like void in that Motherwell side. And it, like, that, like, how can you replace? Because obviously Motherwell don't have a big budget, so how can they realistically replace See, him? That's what I was thinking, if they'd lost him for a fee, then they could have replaced him, yeah. and they could have brought him. <clears throat> but if they're losing him for nothing, I don't think Fisher's going to be the next 20 goal a season striker. No. I don't think, <clears throat> I, can't even think who, I can't even think who the other striker is. Bowman? I, think, I don't think Bowman's going to be another 30 goal a season no. striker. So I think it gets tough if they're not there. Defensively they're solid. 
because I think when I when I would beat them that's or when I would one one nil on Sunday, first time they've not scored this season, first game in seven games they've lost at Fir Park, so I think it's the last time I think it's since Rangers they haven't lost at Fir Park since Rangers, mm. so Motherwell defence were fine. They're going forward, they're fine, but how long are they going to be fine going forward if Lee Hope's not on that side? Yeah. <coughs> so what do you make of Stephen Robinson's uh, comments after the game? Saying that Aldean players are celebrating it as though they just won the World Cup, banging on the doors and I stuff. Whole, I get the whole impression of it's, uh, it shows how far Mullow have come, because it does. Because now you beat Mullow, you know you've you've worked hard to beat Mullow. You're, like last season... Because I don't know how poor Mullow were. Like, I how poor they were last season. We beat Mullow 7-2. <laughs> Remember that? So, so that <laughs> Jesus. Shows, that shows from Aberdeen went from barely turning up, like, turning up and just walking all over Mullow, and then we went from now we were made to work hard against made to work hard against them, and sort of redeem ourselves for Thursday night. I don't think it was. I think he's exaggerating about how much the celebrations probably were. I don't think Aberdeen players were dancing in the the hallways and bouncing in the changing. I think they were more. That's us got a bit of our. We've redeemed ourselves in a sense, but. I don't think it was as major as what they were. I do, do you not think Mother would have been? I mean, the celebrations. If what if had done a double? Do you not think the celebrations on Thursday night would have been a lot worse than what Aberdeen's banging on door <laughs> celebrations would have been for the the league on Sunday? So I think Aberdeen probably dealt with more worse celebrations on Thursday night than what they did. You on actually Sunday. said to me, I think it was um, on Saturday. You said to me that you were expecting four Aberdeen to beat Motherwell four 0 I was sitting in a pub and I was actually laughed out loud. I'm like, come on, right? They beat us three 0 on Thursday, and now you're expecting to go to far part and hammer them four 0 I was like, you should what, be expecting at least three points, not four wanting, goals. What I was wanting was our fl- a flamboyant attacking display where we were going to flex our muscles and all our attacking players were going to work. And we got I got a different approach where for once I think we have a defence now. We have our set defence. And I'm just happy we've sorted out half the team. So that Considine goal, you'll never see. Oh, honestly, that it was such an ugly goal, but doesn't matter. They all count. Ryan Christie. <coughs> if, see if see if we were talking about Ryan Christie's back heel goal though, we'd be talking about how it was a piece of skill and all that. Obviously, it hits the post. But if that goes in, we're talking about how. How do you think Aberdeen were in the final third uh, yesterday? I think we were lumping the ball up too much to me. We were asking a bit too much of me. I think he we were. Punting the ball up to him, it isn't going to work. Is the right football answer for Aberdeen? Cons- no. Like, Stevie May's not the biggest guy, right? So, the why right play direct football when you just got a wee guy like me up top? It could work if we're playing it to his feet. But obviously, if you're playing long ball, chances are it's not going to end Yeah, up if you're just going to hoof it into it, like, put, punt the ball in the box, that won't be the answer for you if you have little Stevie May up there. The problem was, when he had the ball, he wasn't getting supported enough with it. Our wingers weren't getting up quickly enough, and that's what we need to, I said, that's what we need to work on. Is what the defence is fine now, I think that defence is the way forward. It's just now that we need to put the jigsaw together when it comes to attacking. And then I think Alden are finally going to have a team that we should have had at the start of the season. Aye, so uh, we'll move on. I'll talk about Partick Thistle and Hearts. Um, Partick Thistle was still looking for a win. Yep. They drew one each with Hearts. Um, a lot of big decisions that uh, happened in the game, John James. Um, so what do you make of it? Uh, first of all, we'll talk about uh, Thistle's goal. What an absolute howl that was mm-hmm. uh, from, I think, McLaughlin and Goals. Is it McLaughlin and Goals? Uh, yeah, I think so. McLaughlin, yeah. What an absolute howl that was. Uh, Hearts are, in my opinion, they've got a goalkeeping crisis right now <laughs> on their hands. Uh, what do you think? Do you agree? No, I don't think it's a crisis. I think the they, they haven't got a good goalkeeper. That's what they're crying out for. He's made one mistake. Uh, I think his performances haven't been that bad. I mean, uh, I mean that, that was probably... His, it's, it's unfortunate that it was so early in his career that he's made his first mistake, but it was his first mistake. It's not as if he's done it every single week. I don't think it's enough that Jack Hamilton's going to get his place in the team. No, against. no, Jack Hamilton's not good enough right now. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he'll never be good enough, but right now he should be nowhere near that Hearts first team. I think the best thing for Jack Hamilton would be for him to go to the Championship for a team like, I don't know, Falkirk or just one of those kind of teams and then he won't have as much of a spotlight on him. Then he could progress and improve and develop and uh, like hopefully a good goalkeeper. But in my opinion, McLaughlin, he's young as well. I still, I don't think he's answered as well just now. I think Hearts need to get an approving goalkeeper, an established goalkeeper uh, for the time being. Why they got rid of, rid of uh, Neil Alexander, I don't know. So I thought Neil Alexander was a, a very safe pair of hands, and he's at Livingston right now, isn't he? It was, I think so, yeah. It was weird that they let him go. Because yeah, I find that strange. He went, he went to Aberdeen. So yeah, and he was, he was second choice, wasn't he? Was, he? I, was, I think we're all, if we're all being fair here, yeah, Joe Lewis last season was ridiculously good, so I don't think he was ever going to get the number one jersey. 
I think the whole, the whole point of him signing was to be a solid backup because we had Danny Rogers alone at Falkirk. Danny Rogers now back in the side, and I don't. I think Neil Alexander kind of guessed in the summer that he was never going to displace Joe. So then he's went to Livingston. Mm. But Hearts had him as their number one, and I don't understand why they've let their number one run out of contract. I think it was due to age, maybe. But, he, but I don't understand that though. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, I know. Like, I, I don't understand that when Nielsen got rid of him, I was like, why? That's, he's a safe brand, he's a good goalkeeper. And they got, just got rid of him out of nowhere, which I found very strange. So, uh, Hearts, was that a goal or not a goal? In my opinion, I don't think it was a goal. I don't think it was a goal either. I mean, it was... It was I think, uh, Hearts are very, very fortunate there. But then again, two minutes later, yeah, Hearts should have had a penalty. I mean, as I, was, I was saying to you that I think these decisions even themselves out over the course of a 90-minute game, or even the season, but... I don't think that was a goal. I think the referees panicked from making a big decision to. How not can the referee call that, really? I don't understand why the linesman didn't give him any help. It was bizarre. Yeah, I know. The linesman didn't give him any help, and then it wasn't even a matter of like, he didn't even take 10 seconds. He blew his whistle in, almost instantly and gave the goal. And he's like, how, how are you seeing that? I think it was Don Robertson that was in charge. Yeah. So I don't understand how he's seen that to then give it. This is why we desperately need goal line technology well, in problems, Scottish football. These problems wouldn't have happened if we had goal exactly, line technology. Exactly, I know. If they need to get the finger out and invest in it, because this, this will cost teams a lot of points mm-hmm. and a lot of money, which is it's just not fair, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I thought um, Thistle overall were quite Thistle, impressive, yeah. Thistle, have a, see, Thistle will be fine, they are nowhere near going to get relegated this season. Thistle have a, it's weird, I, was, I said it before as well, that Fissile look every to now he's lighting up the Premier League pretty much at the heart of everything that's good about Partick Thistle and he scored again at the weekend and Alan Archibald has got Partick Thistle playing some terrific stuff right now uh, it's, it's really good to watch right and so Thistle played Rangers drew the Rangers uh, played Aberdeen uh, they got beat 4-3 they scored 3 goals three. though yeah they played Celtic at Fur Hill they should have got a penalty should have got a point the, the win the wins will eventually come for Thistle See, it's just a, a ma- just a, like it's only a matter of time they've been unfortunate in several games they've been unfortunate against Harps they've been unfortunate against County there's another point there somewhere I can't remember who it was but they've been unfortunate against all these teams I think when they come up against a, a, a side like or the sides like Kilmarnock they're, they're, they're three points when they play Dundee that should be looking at that's another three points yeah. County right now County even though they just played them County obviously now managerless that's the team they should be ahead of. They only got robbed of a point against them. Well, they weren't robbed, it was a penalty. But it was only a penalty that robbed them of three points. And then uh, Hamilton. They probably should and could beat Hamilton as well. So I think they were yeah. nowhere near that relegation spot. I actually yeah. think they'd be disappointed if they missed out in top six. Which I'm not saying... I can't see them getting top six. I can't see them, but with the squad they have, that's what they should be pushing for. And yeah. if they miss out on it, they should be disappointed. They I think it would be absolutely criminal if uh, Party has went <laughs> down this season. Because they've got... A very decent squad playing decent stuff. Would it be the strongest? Well organized. Would it be the strongest side in recent memory that has went down? Mm. Dundee United are a big name. What about no? That Dundee United side. No, well, they, they they're were, a big name, but it was a really poor side. I'm what about Hibs? Was that was that Hibs squad better than Partick Thistle squad right now? I don't think it was. I mean, remember that squad included an aging Kevin Thompson, was it? Yep. Uh, it had. Scott Robertson as well. He wasn't exactly. Oh, he was. He was terrible. Uh, they had that was. A I think they're not. No, they didn't Liam have Liam. Craig, I think they had Liam. Yeah, they had. Uh, they had Liam Craig. Yep, that's right. Um, uh, Alan Mabry. Yeah. So I don't think that's. Ben going. Williams and goals. I don't, um, think, I don't think it was Ben Williams. I don't think Ben Williams was there when they went down. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, Paul Han- obviously had Paul Hanlon, Louis Stevenson. No, they don't. Don't think they had David Gray, did they? No. No. Uh, David David Gray joined in the championship. But I think that party for the squad better, stronger than what that Hibs squad was. Yeah, and plus as well, see, uh, like if, see if Hibs didn't sack Fenland, mm-hmm. I think Fenland would have kept them up. Hibs still would have had a pure season, but they would have still been able to stay in the Premier League. But when Terry Butcher took over, it was just a disaster. Utter disaster. I, I mean, part of it, it's too early to be talking about relegation, but part of it, I think they're they, fine. They, they won't be there. Nah, they'll be fine. So, do you think that was a good point for Hearts or a disappointing result? 
I think it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's just simple, it's fine. Because it wasn't now they've got one win and two draws under yeah. Levine. That was, and all they've done, the two draws against Aberdeen at home, should have took the three points. They didn't. It's not, it's not the worst. And Levine did say after the game, going to Firehill was a tough place and Hearts have actually struggled there in the past. So he's seen it as a quite days. a decent point. Hey, oh yeah, sorry. They did when I was about to say it was two wins, but it was still one win. But I think Levine will be fine with that because it's, he's still unbeaten. Yeah. His, his heart side are, are showing a bit of character and not even though it was a dispute for the goal, yeah. his heart's team showed character not to to lose that game. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll be fine with it. I mean if he'd have, if he'd have lost the game, then he'd have maybe been a bit yeah. upset maybe because it's so early to lose but yeah, so we see Jimmy Walker ever since Craig Levine's took over. It looks like Jimmy Walker has a new lease of life, so he does. Looks like he's uh, he's playing well, he's getting by people, creating chances. So uh, what do you think, right? I know we talk about this quite a bit. Do you think Levine will be able to convince Walker to a new contract, or do you think Walker's a goner? Because I well, think he is a goner. The way you could look at it is he's either performing to earn a move to Rangers, or he's performing because Levine's, the way Levine's working with him is, is having a good effect. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both that he's performing because I think Levine's smart enough to know that Levine would have said to him, "If you have a if you have an idea of going anywhere, you need to you step up and play Anyone's going to sign you playing like that." So I think what Levine's sort of saying is, it's he's playing the field and saying, "You want to move, you need to play well." I but staying here to the end of the season. If you want to play, if you want to get in my team, you're going to have to play well. Yeah. And then so it's, it's a sort of a, it's a sort of a situation where it benefits both of them. He gets to use him because he's playing well, and he gets to put himself in the shot window. And mm-hmm. still be surprised if he signed an extension. If he signed an extension, that's a bonus for, for Hearts. And probably a kick in the teeth for Rangers as well, considering it looked like it was all but done going towards uh, the end of that window. But that was obviously mitigating circumstances where Rangers weren't willing to meet the the exact... Uh, Fee? Uh, yeah, was it? Because they were offered it in like three different ways or something like that. Yeah. You can have it in three instalments, two instalments <coughs> as a player, and then Hearts were just like, just give us, give us it in full and you can have them. I so think uh, we were trying to give them uh, Jason Holt, so we were, which uh, I would not be against because Jason Holt's not a good player. Um, so we'll move on uh, to St Johnson and Hamilton. St Johnson beat Hamilton 2-1. St Johnson back to winning ways. Um, wasn't a great performance uh, performance from St Johnson, but three points, that's all that matters. Yep. I think Hamilton actually, I don't even like Hamilton played. Yeah, I thought Aki's were very unfortunate to lose that game. Ha- Hamilton, how many games, how many games have Hamilton lost this season badly. Like, Hamilton have not looked at any way like the way the way they looked last year. Yeah I know, I know. They were losing games badly at some points. Mm-hmm. And then this season, the only real team that I think given them a doing is Celtic. Yeah. Even at that it was what No shame. Four one? Was it four one? Uh yeah, it was four one, yeah. So even at that it wasn't even in comparison to what Celtic are <coughs> wages, budget and to Hamilton, Hamilton should be getting should be getting beat by three yeah. clear goals. But no teams gave them a real doing this year. Yeah, they've started the season a lot better than anybody expected, especially us, because we're writing them <laughs> off at the start. Quite rightly so, though, based on last season's evidence. But fair play to them. They've started the season really, really well, uh, considering like, in their standards they have. I still think that he'll, if, if Martin Cannon... He's, right now he's still proving people wrong because he's getting points on the board. Yeah. But I think what he'll be disappointed about is they took the lead. Hamilton took the lead in that game. Yeah, then they just threw it away. It was a decent finish from Greg, uh, Greg Docherty as well. Which, as I've said, he's signed an extension, but I don't think he'll be at Hamilton for very long. No. Because he's a very he's a top player. Uh, obviously, Templeton's injured again, so they need a... Five, six weeks. <laughs> what a surprise. Uh, I think the thing, one thing that uh, Canning will be worried about is that their striker, again, Bingham, he, even though he did find that he's found the net a couple of times this season, I've noticed he goes a clean through and goal quite a lot and doesn't score. And he done that at St. Johnson, which ultimately then kind of comes back to haunt them as they lose two goals and... Mm-hmm. On the flip side, that St. George have a striker in Stephen McLean, who literally was on the ground, and always went to the net to put to get to bring them back. That was some great stuff. That so <laughs> their strikers were literally on the floor and still getting goals for St. John's. Meanwhile, Hamilton, even though we're praising them, maybe they don't score all the time when they should score, which would then it's a mark of a good side. If a good side can score when they're on they're on top, they'll more likely do well in the game. Yeah, and Hamilton just struggle to do that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you were saying. Um, and Hamilton took the lead right after that, just completely switched off and defensively they were all over the place in my opinion. Johnson hit the bar and get one yeah. foot off the line after it. Because so. Tommy Wright said after the game we weren't great but it was all about just getting that three points. I think most teams are having that opinion. Like that is, it's honestly, it's been this, right now so far it's been the season of 
just getting the three points. That's that's, that's it. What the season that's all that matters. Results driven business. Because for a for we'll look at St Johnson. St Johnson are playing not playing the best football they've ever played, but yet they're sitting third in the league. Probably their best start to a season. But I'll, here I'll, I was going to say to you, I'm sorry to put in. But St Johnson, did they ever play good football? <laughs> they've never played great football, but they're very much. They know how to play the games. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they get the three points out of it, and some other teams that play more the most fun boy football don't. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Thistle. Thistle play good football, haven't got oh. three points. Yep. St Johnson are now sitting in a right now. I don't say I've been brand banding about the European thing, but right now St Johnson are sitting in a European spot, mm-hmm. and quite and before they start of the season, no one was saying St Johnson were were going to be there. Mm-hmm. We always said they were still going to be a good side. But would they be there to compete with Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts? Not yes, they are going to be there. So I fair play to them. Fair play to them. And even though I'm not quite saying Hamilton are going to be safe just yet, mm. Hamilton, if they continue getting points on the board, they won't be anywhere near there either. Mm-hmm. But it's too early to be saying this because obviously two teams do need to finish. Yeah, from twelve. Mm-hmm. So uh, we move on to uh, Ross County. Um, Hibs beat Ross County one 0 at the weekend. Hibs actually kept a clean sheet, uh, first time this season, nothing very surprised. Nothing for you to moan about now, <laughs> clean sheet. So uh, the news came out today, Jim McIntyre has been sacked as Ross yeah. County manager. Um, at first, I was, at first uh, when I was looking at it, when I seen the news, I was like a wee bit surprised. But when I look at the evidence uh, this season, the start of the season really, really poorly, haven't won since the first game of the season, then it's a results-driven uh, business, I think it makes sense. It's one of those ones where you look at it you're thinking, why have they done that? But see when you, you strip it all back and you actually look at County's performance, like if you look at it, I don't, I don't honestly, I couldn't tell you since the start of the year, County haven't been an impressive team. No, they're not, I mean, not at all. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of Ross County fans on social media were saying the only thing that kept him in his job last season Boyce. was Liam Boyce and the fact that obviously they finished bottom six mm-hmm. and they were beating the other bottom six sides and they secured their safety well before the end of the season. So they were beating sides that they were better than anyway, and that's what kept them in this job. Yeah. And then this season started poorly, not as bad, which is still strange, still not as bad as Partick Fizzle, and we're still praising Partick Fizzle, but yep. Partick Fizzle were showing signs that they can improve, meanwhile Ross County Not at all, only, haven't. only five goals are scored this season, like up front, they are extremely poor, they're struggling to create chances, struggling to score goals. Because they're missing Liam Boyd, it uh, Liam Boyd, sorry, they're missing Liam Boyd like massively. It it shows what we're saying about Mo. Mo is scoring goals. It's there to play. Like, Mo are playing well as well. That's not that, don't take that away from them. They're playing well. But see when you have someone up top to put it in, that gets you the result. Mm-hmm. Ross County aren't playing well. Yep. And they haven't got someone up there to take, to score the goals either. If you take Liam Boyce's goals out of Ross County last season, where did they actually finish? I also I don't know, but, yeah. but I guarantee it would not be as safe as seventh place. I think it was they finished. Mm-hmm. It certainly wouldn't be that high. No, not at all. Because like, he was our go-to guy. He was he was their man. So ever since they've lost Liam Boyce, they've really really struggled. And they, they they weren't able to actually bring in a replacement, which is difficult though for a club like Ross County to re- replace that amount of goals. I think Ross County fans will still look back on it fondly. Jim McIntyre delivered a trophy. Delivered a trophy. Overall, it was I would say, for it's, for Ross County standards, Jim McIntyre done a I would say he done a good job, won a cup and avoided relegation. And do you remember when he first took over? Everybody in the media and Ross County fans were slaughtering this appointment. So it was a really bad appointment, and Ross County he proved them all wrong. He kept him up, won a cup, but it's just I think he's 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 took Ross County as far as he could, he and is, it was uh, the right call for him to go. He has left Ross County before it turns silver. He has left where he can still walk out and say, I kept them in the Premier League, I've won a League Cup, I've kept them in the Premier League again. Yeah. Uh, and county fans can look back on it, we stayed in the Premier League, we won a trophy, and now we, we move forward. Because yep. you need a man. But the next point needs to be a good one. I see it being a, a good one because as we, uh, Ross County don't have a bad history of appointing managers. So I can see them making a decent one, whether that's Paul Hartley or not. Mark McGee? <laughs> no I chance. Know, I don't I think Mark, if I'd be so surprised if anyone touches Mark McGee See, again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. See, right, I'm saying he still thinks he can do a job in the Premier League. The guy is so, so Premier, deluded. What Premier League team is going to take a risk on you, though? Exactly, I know. The guy is just. The guy's toxic, he's poison. So, see if um, Ross County do appoint Mark McGee, they'll go down. <laughs> they will go down. Because look what he done at Motherwell. When he came in 86 spell at Motherwell, absolute disaster, so it was. 
And as you were talking about that 7-2 game earlier on with Aberdeen, and we'll never forget that infamous moment in the stands. <laughs> Get that tip! <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, is, that, is that allowed? <laughs> is that allowed? Is, is the video recording allowed at a football game? Oh, okay. That <laughs> actually the, the best thing. That's the only time I think even Rangers fans, Aberdeen fans, Celtic fans, everyone Scottish football, Scottish football fans just like reunite, like united together just to laugh at Mark McGee and how much I like clown he is. Yeah, so the list of guys that are linked with the job, Ian Caffrell. Ian Caffrell, I don't think Ian Caffrell going to Ross County would be the right appointment. I don't think it would be whatsoever. I'm still not I'm still not in a anti Caffrell camp. I still think that he could do a job. So not, that? not for not for Ross County, though I don't think Ross County is the job for him to go to. Remember in one of the like one of the old uh, episodes that we done uh, last season, we were talking about Ian Caffrell. I think it might be in the start of this season, I don't know, it was like one of the other episodes and we're basically saying that Ian Caffrell would be a great fit for Falkirk, because obviously yeah. Peter Houston's left Falkirt. I think Ian Caffrey would be a great fit there because there's a lot of young players there yeah. and the spotlight won't be on him so he can implement his ideas and his philosophy and stuff and I think it would be a smart appointment yeah. if I'm being honest. So, um, Paul Hartley for uh, Ross County? I think Paul, Hart- Paul Hartley, for all intents and purposes, I don't, I don't think that's a bad fit. I don't think it's a bad fit at all. Um, well, I could possibly see Hartley going there but the only thing is so just staying up in Dingwall. I, 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 I don't think it's that bad because I think I, I, I think that's the thing that'll put off uh, managers right Jim now. Ryan, just Jim Ryan, it is. I think he was just chomping at the bit to get back in Scottish football, considering that he, he was at Dunfermline, ended horribly, and he's seen this opportunity with uh, a Premier League club, Ross County, coming in for him. He was like, right, I need back in this a great opportunity for yeah, me. Obviously, though, the, the geographical issues still, but that, if you're a manager that wants the job in the Premier League, then you'll take it. You take it regardless, mm. and I think Hart, I don't think I think Hartley would take it if he was offered it or he's applied for it. Steam present. He's like me every job nowadays. That's a way in the Scottish football for him. Nothing. He would jump at that. It would, it's a way to get in. It's a way to get his foot back in the door. Whether I think it would be a, a good appointment or not, I'm, I'm unsure because obviously Presley's Presley's Scottish football credentials are as far as he worked with youngsters. That's what Falkirk was. He pretty much laid the foundations for Falkirk to go on in that youth form, but. That's not what County are after. County already have a strong youth team. They have uh, their under twenties just won the league, mm-hmm. won the youth league. So that's already there. So you could you could argue maybe he'd come in and they'd bring them in at the first team and get the best out of them. Yeah. But would County fans want him just to come in and use youth? If it works, it's great. If it doesn't work, then mm. worst case scenario is Ross County go down and Presley leaves and ends up in England or whatever again. Mm. So. Um, I'm just going to throw some other names. What about Jackie McNamara? Remember him. Um, is he still down at York City no, being director of football chairman manager <laughs> god knows what he's, his role Jack, is I don't think Ross County are stupid enough to go for Jackie McNamara either I was weird though like Jackie McNamara obviously got sacked from Dundee United then a couple of weeks later his York manager just desperate to get back into football turned out to be a disaster got relegated then mm-hmm. oh, aye, it was absolute shambles he failed at one team well he, you can argue he wasn't he, he didn't completely fail at Dundee United until the set like, towards the leading to the end of his reign when he lost all his good players and sold them to Celtic and pocket pocket every fee out of them. Uh, she made two cup finals but still lost them. He completely failed at York. That, that was a failure. Got him relegated out of the football league. So Yeah. Is he st- so you don't know if he's still there? I don't know if he's still there no. Um so give me I'm gonna like John James gonna put you in the spot here, right? Prediction who's gonna be the next Ross County manager? Paul Hartley. I'm gonna say I'll probably say Paul Hartley as well. I think Paul Harley's a safe option. Paul, Paul Harley didn't even necessarily, as much as I'd say, he got out of Dundee at the right time. It, it's another one, the same as Jim McIntyre even now. Yeah. They leave before it completely gets soured. Yeah, because Hartley's last game, the, the crowd were chatting uh, Hartley out, and see when it gets to that stage, no way back. Dundee fans, as much as they might not look back on it fondly, that last season, the, that, that, they don't, that won't look fondly. Other than that, he won the, he won the, he won the championship for them. Yeah. He kept them up. Mm-hmm. He brought Dundee back into the Premier League and now they're now an established. See, in their first season back in the Premier League, they finished top six, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. They I, did. Was it that season? Yeah, they did, because remember in high school, me and you were having a wee uh, <laughs> debate over that, because that's when, that was the season Alex Neal left, then Hamilton was in the top six and they just completely bottled it, and then Dundee uh, leapfrogged them, finishing the top six. Paul Hartley, good Premier League manager, just needs. Just, I mean, it's just kind of. His. His time at Dundee was ruined by almost similar circumstances to why McIntyre was. That he he lost Kane Hem- Kane Hemmings and Greg Stewart, so he lost two of his 
primary players, and then it, they couldn't replace him in time. Yeah. So obviously Paul Hartley would still need to replace Boyce, but I think that's a challenge that he would he would relish taking. Uh, so we're uh, talking around just now, because um, we're talking, just obviously I brought up Falkirk. What about Jim McIntyre at Falkirk? Do you think we go for that? Because Falkirk started the season horrendously. So, but who, what about Falkirk? Who do we'll take on uh, Falkirk? See, Falkirk's pretty much the same, it's the same names that will get banded about from Falkirk as well because I, even, I don't Presley. I don't think Presley will. No, he won't go he, back. He won't return to Falkirk. No. Cafro? I'm saying Ian Cafro. I think you should go for Ian Cafro 100%. Ian Cafro would be a decent appointment because then he could work with the youth players. There isn't going to be high expectations because they're pretty much out of the title race already. Yeah, the best they're hoping for is playoffs. Uh, and I think the young players will be more receptive to his, Ideals, his coaching yeah. methods because that's who he's worked with. Because uh, we were saying off pod as well, at Hartsel, right, you had players that were much older than him. Then you got Ian Cafro coming in, right, trying to bark orders at these veterans, and they're like, "Who's this guy trying to tell me what to do?" So, but at Falkirk though, so they've got a squad of young players mm-hmm. that be more receptive, as you were saying, to his ideas. So I think it'll be a perfect. Uh, like fit for Ian Cafro and Falkirk so it would be uh, so yeah Hibs we barely spoke about Hibs <laughs> um, yeah first clean sheet of the season uh, Hibs, three points Hibs very much look like a team that is starting to find their, like, this is now that game gives me a bit of an indication that they're starting to find that they're starting to get back into the flow of the competition the, 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 the standard a the team they're playing is higher and I think they're starting to raise like, start to get to grips with that keeping a clean sheet that, that's a confidence booster their keeper gets that confidence boost, their defence gets a confidence boost. They seem to have learned, learned from that wee big spat that Lennon had last week about defending like nine year olds, defending a lot better against Ross County. Fair enough against Livingston, but it was a cup game. It was a cup game, Livingston, eh, Livingston v Hibs, obviously Hibs won. Two goals each the road, yeah. Hibs obviously won. 3-2. Hibs obviously won it 3-2, but it's, it's, just, it's just a cup game. Getting in, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you win a quarter final or a semi final or a final if you win it. Who cares? So, Hibs have won it. So Hibs have got Celtic in the League Cup semi-final. Yeah. Um, that'll be quite an interesting tie. If Hibs turn up and play to the, their capabilities and keep the back door closed, they could test Celtic. However, if Celtic, if Celtic turn up and play at their swashbuckle, swashbuckle winning bit best, how much they'll, they'll, they'll see out. They'll win it. They'll win it. And it's the same way everyone against Celtic. Yeah. If, they t- if Celtic turn up Celtic have probably about a 95% chance of winning the game you need to be at your absolute best and give them nothing to beat Celtic even when you even when you do give them nothing they still score yep. an example of that Scottish Cup final I wouldn't be Celtic I wouldn't give them a half chance and Tom Logic scores and they can put the treble and that's the quality we're, de- that's the quality we're dealing with mm-hmm. yeah so semi-finals will be interesting mm-hmm. indeed um, so let's move on to Kilmarnock and Dundee. Kelly drew one each with uh, Dundee at yeah. the weekend. Kelly's still without a win, playing really poor right now. Um, sitting it's bottom of the table, they're just. It seems I, like I, I, honestly, see, I said to you, Opod, if they keep this up, they're going down. It's weird because they had that positive result against Aberdeen, where they looked a bit. They looked like they were giving Aberdeen some food for thought. They were defending relatively well, and then against Dundee, they just looked boring. And they just looked back to the same. No imagination, no creativity. Lee Irwin, Lee Irwin goes for clean through and goal and misses. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about with Hamilton as well. When you go clean through, you need to score. If you don't score, then it's, you're leaving your, your problems already. Because if you don't, if the other team might score, Dundee at that point will win 1 0. Elbeck 2 scores a, a very scrappy goal in the fourth minute or something like that. So Kelly are already. <laughs> Back, back to the wall job already from the fourth minute when Dundee take the lead mm-hmm. and then they spent that whole half chasing it and not getting it in their credit though they didn't get the, the early goal in the second half but they didn't build on it no. didn't build on it same as how Dundee didn't build on them scoring in the first half Kelly didn't build on it in the second half and that game was just and if I'm, if I'm honest a very poor game yeah. two teams lacked imagination didn't exactly excite no, the fans the crowd even didn't seem into it no it? I know it was, it was a really Poor game to watch. It was a struggle, um, but oh, come on, I just don't know what's going. Like, what? Is, something's just wrong McKill- right Lee, now. Lee McCall was talking about how this this inferiority complex they seem to have at playing at Rugby Park, where you're meant to be good at home. That's where you're meant to be. That's where that's meant to be your your fortress. 
and Kelly are just so bad. Yeah. Kelly are so bad at, at rugby park. I think they would. If, I think they would have benefited from building a new stand and playing for their Getting first. plastic play, pitch. Playing their first yeah. eight games away from home, like Hearts had to do. Mm-hmm. But obviously, eh, it's it's just boring. Yeah. See, so Dundee, though, they had a good point for them. Or do you think they be think Neil McCann be happy with that point? I think it's an away game. An away game, he won't be too disappointed. I mean, because Kelly was a better team in the second half. And as the two managers were saying, Kelly could have easily won that game. Hmm. Dundee got... I see Dundee see that as they've gained a point. It's away from home. Team A team in and around you, they didn't beat you at their ground. Dundee will probably look to get Kelly back at Dens and beat... Beat, beat them at the ends and then that's that's that sorted. Yeah. But you can't lose you can't lose your home games when you're when you're expected to be in the bottom six. And mm-hmm. Kelly don't look like they won't even want to play at home. <laughs> I know, I know. And that is a big worry. And talking about a team that doesn't like playing at home, uh, Rangers. Nice <laughs> we segue. Uh, Rangers played Celtic at the weekend, Celtic beat Rangers two 0 Um just stop you uh, John James, uh, what did you make of the game? This, the, the game was all the game. This game was hyped up as well. Fair enough, it wasn't as hyped up in the, the last previous week because maybe Rangers fans got a wee fright from seeing the part of us were capable of getting a draw against Rangers. Uh, but this season was hyped as the season the Rangers spent ten million on uh, roughly on players. So they were saying as this gap needs to be closed. Gap in quality needs to be closed. Carlos Pena two point five million. Graham Dorans one point four million. Herrera, don't know how much he cost. I, I don't know how much any other players cost. Hey, well, to be fair, Herrera, Herrera came off. Uh, he came on uh, from the bench, no, but didn't do anything. These there. are all the players team yeah. players that had signed. That performance looked the gap looked as big as it ever did last season. It was frightening. Um, it was Celtic were never not in control of that game. I didn't. This Rangers team's obviously better. Than last seasons, right? But it didn't show up. Uh, yeah, it's, I know it didn't show up, right? It's obviously better than last seasons. But that performance was really disappointing. Um, first half, I thought it was. I, th- I thought we were. I was. I thought we weren't all that bad. We were better than what I actually expected. Um, then second half, three minutes in the second half, we gave away a really cheap, poor goal, horrible defending. Um, it was second half. It was. It was really poor. And as soon as Celtic scored, heads went down, and that was it. The player, It looked like the players basically accepted defeat which is not good enough from a Rangers team. Um, Peña looked sluggish, looked poor. Um, and on midfield as well, like Scott Brown, we did not press Scott Brown enough. We made Scott Brown look like he was world class, which is not on. It's simply not good enough. Graham Dorans. Who's Graham Dorans? <laughs> Non-existent, yet again. 1.4 million. He started off the season poor. And... Everyone's saying, oh, look at that screen when scored against Thistle. What else was he doing? Seen that game when he scored that, before he scored that goal? Wasn't doing much. And then out of nowhere, scores an absolute screamer. Played well against Smiley at the start of the season. And then after that, he's just faded away. And he was wearing the captain's armband, right? Rangers man, I thought, when I seen him walk out with an armband, I'm like, oh, Dorrance, this, this would give this guy a new lease of life. He'll be up for it. This will give him this an extra confidence boost. No, nothing, non-existent. It's just another captain that got outshone by the captain playing for the other team. And I think mean, as much as people might not like Scott Brown, that's the captain you want. Scott Brown looked like he was strolling that game. Any little comp- any little physical battle he had, he won. I know it seems like Carl, the Rangers were trying to put Carlos Pena on Scott Brown. And Pena, but Pena signed and he was seen as this combative midfielder. He was as, all over the place. As well, as, as, well as, as a goal scorer apparently. Brown, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he, he, the way he played, he was not fit enough to lay Scott Brown's boots, and not often will I describe Scott Brown as that, as that level of quality, but Scott Brown strolled that game. Um, Rangers in the first half, in my opinion, should have had a penalty, um, Morales, um, it was enough contact there for him to go down, and I thought it was a penalty, but um, even if we got the penalty and we scored it, I still think we would have lost the game, because remember last season, uh, at Hogmanay, Kenny Miller scored and we took lead against Celtic, still lost the game. Going forward, Celtic are, quite frankly, just too good. We've got so much quality in that final third. And a 90 minute game. They, 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 they were going to, like, as I was saying, if we got that penalty score, we still would have lost that game. Um, yeah, but one thing that was really bad to watch, and it was a real struggle to watch on Saturday, was uh, Patrick Roberts versus Lee Hodgson. Oh, 
<laughs> it was really tough to watch for me being a Rangers fan, obviously. Um, Rangers crossing, I thought, was very static, very poor. Um, when you look at Celtic's crossing, um, when the Celtic are about to get, uh, hit the ball into the box, they've got bodies running into the box, right? But with Rangers, though, there's already Morales in the box. Morales, not the biggest guy, he's up against Boyata and Samunovic, twice the height of him. So, and there's, it's just static, someone's already in the box. So when we hit the ball in, Boyata, Samunovic, See, oh, we know what they're doing here. Morales is out, let's just get on him and that's it. So it was so easy to deal with. Um, yeah, it was, for, as I was saying, first goal we gave away, really poor. And the heads went down. Then Lee Griffiths scored the second goal, it was a good finish. Because Lee Griffiths is a dangerous player. Um, but Ross McCory, I thought, was uh, a real positive from Saturday. I thought he was outstanding. Made, made quite a few good challenges. Uh, his distribution was really good as well. Um, I don't know what I would do. I, honestly, I think I would take Cardoso out of the team. I thought Cardo Cardoso was pulling Saturday. Take Cardoso out and I would have Alves and McCory at the back. Do you agree? Um, I, I don't see any reason why McCory... It's, it's the same as Aldean. I don't see any reason why the two, the two young centre-backs who played in both teams at the weekend should be taken out. I mean, out in comparison to Aldean, our, our youngster played well, our experienced centre-back. So I don't see why that doesn't change. I don't think McCory should be taken out for Alves. I do think Cardoso... Should be the one to go out for Alves, and then them two together because he's gonna that younger player's gonna learn a lot more off of what Bruno Alves. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I would do. I'd hundred percent have McCory and Alves at the back. Take out Cardozo. That's what I would do. Um. So, what else? So yeah, basically, um, it's another loss against Celtic. Played Celtic. I've played seven games. I played Celtic. Haven't won a game. Celtic are unbeaten against us in seven games. It's just simply. Not good enough. Um, not it really as, isn't. It's not, even as if, it's not even as if it's been close close games. Celtic are they're, they're strong against everyone. Celtic haven't they haven't looked they're just Rangers obviously that's the that's the game they played. Rangers didn't I think the fact that I know Rangers fans is Rangers haven't laid a glove on Celtic. No. They've not looked like they're getting anywhere near them. Apart from that that one each game at Parkhead. That's that's the only slight. Yeah. And obviously the Scottish Cup uh, semi final from how long ago? Two years ago. Uh, two, se uh, two seasons ago. That's the only times that Rangers have s since even Rangers went down to the third division. That's the only times that Rangers have looked okay against Celtic, and that's not. It's not what Rangers fans are wanting. Because uh, as I was just uh, saying, there we spent ten million pounds on players in the summer. And Celtic didn't and spend ten million, which is obviously I'm not making. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's. But obviously their squad is still superior. But Rangers spent ten ten million and would expect to be closer. Right, so we didn't get that hammering, right? But it could it was two going on five. Pedro Casino. If we don't beat Hamilton uh, this weekend, I want Pedro Casino out of our club ASAP because the, I think the guys had enough time. People say keep saying give him time, give him time. The guy's been given us. his team now. Yeah. Look, I, I, I know I keep going back to the second half of last season and the excuses his Rangers fans are making. Okay, it's not his team. Okay. Right, but look at the results. So we got worse. Do you see when Cassini took over? We got worse. Results got worse. Performances got worse. Do you think Graham Murray would have lost 5 1 to Celtic again? No, I don't think he would have. I, I, I don't think he would have. <laughs> exactly. Like, and we, see that game at Parkhead last season? I'm, I don't think, I think I'm absolutely right in saying this. If we took our chances that day, we could have beat Celtic. Why can't two uh, clear-cut chances, clean through and goal, and you just bottled it? So, if we give it Graham Murray to end season, it's hindsight, it's, uh, 2020, who knows what would have happened. But I don't, I, well, put it this way, I don't think we would have got beat 5-1 at Ibrox of Celtic if, we're, if Graham Murray was a manager. So, but Pedro Cassino, it's, it's, it's borrowed time, borrowed his, time. His press conference as well, that just, it just, it just baffled me. It's like of every of all the topics that he could have picked up on about how maybe Ranger even not even just criticise his own team a wee bit <laughs> say something because if you could, there was no very little positives to take from that game criticise that give your players a bit of food for thought but instead he was talking about an imaginary elbow on Morelis that never happened and instead chose to fight with Scott Brown. And then talk about how he was fighting with Scotland. Is it that's not an issue that you should be worried about? What you should be worried about is you've lost the Celtic again. That that Celtic captain, he's he's gonna go home tonight and know that what? He's won another game. 
He's done his job. That's see, as you just brought up there about Ocasina bringing up petty issues. That's not that's not what a Rangers manager mm-hmm. should do. Like previous Rangers, yeah, previous Rangers managers have never came out and complained about stuff like that. Come out and I can't remember last time. Is Cassinha actually? came out in the press and really criticised us uh, been, this season. There's been numerous performances. I don't think he has. For uh, what was it? Uh, every comment Cassini's made seems to come back and haunt him. And the, so when he's not making comments that come back and haunt him, he's making comments that are so sh- they're so stupid. It's like, there's no need to bring up these petty issues. Criticise your team for once. <laughs> like I know this, this is thrown back to last season. He talked about Celtic and how they felt his team were improving. He gets beat 5-1. He talks about he talked that he was focusing on Aberdeen before we came to Ibrox and he was saying that Aberdeen are coming to the end of their cycle. He gets beat at Ibrox for the first time in what twenty six years. He's he, he, he picks petty issues and then they come back and haunt him instead of focusing on what his team need to be told. Like do you do you think those put like, I know it's, and I, I'm picking on him even though I actually thought he was one of your better players. I, I don't know what your opinion is on it. Do you think that Josh Windass who's sitting on his phone? Sitting on his phone in the changing room, do you think him watching that interview and hearing him slag Scott Brown, Jinky's sitting there going, Yes, get into him, boss? Or Jinky's sitting there thinking, That's fine, that, that means no focus on our performance. Do you think if he sits there and says, That team performance wasn't I good think, enough? I think he's like, I, That's what I think Josh Mind, that's the thing, he's like, Yeah, yes, get into him. Yeah, because see him coming out and doing that, that deflects the criticism. Uh, like, and it, it, it takes the spotlight away from how bad Rangers were. It's a it's a classic Jose Mourinho tactic, so it is. But it's not working because Rangers fans are are sick and tired of getting beat and bullied off Celtic. Uh, it's just unacceptable. It I really is. A, I seen a comment that went viral on Twitter. On Twitter, uh, Scott Brown so, uh, put on his put on his Instagram or something like that. It was a photo of him and Casinha when they were face to face. And Scott Brown captioned it was like it was like. And uh, something like you listen when I talk or something like that, and then it was a comment as well underneath it from Johnny Hayes. Obviously, I know now a Celtic player. This is the backstabber that he is. <laughs> uh, his comment, his comment simply said, uh, "Not in." It was obviously meant as a dick and said, "Not in our home." With the, the we, you know, the eye emojis making them. It's like he get that's he. They're laughing at Pedro Casinha. That's Celtic players publicly, publicly commenting on his statements that he makes. That is not what you want either. His, the manager was getting slated by Celtic players. Do you think that they went back to that change room when he went face to face with Scott Brown? And do you think they were, do you think they were like, oh, he shouldn't be. Casinha shouldn't be doing stuff like this. Do you it's, think they thought, it's not befitting of a Rangers manager. Do you think the Celtic players were in the change room and thought, oh, Scott, you need to stay away from him? No, they weren't thinking that. They were thinking, what was that clown doing? Do you like you never seen Mark Smith do something like that? You never, you never seen. You know what? You never seen Al McCoy do something do you like think that. Brown was bothered well? by it. Do you think he was bothered by it? He probably. You know what he's like, he would have been thriving off of that. He don't, it, pro- it probably encouraged him to play better, and it's just not a smart move. Yeah. When's the last time you seen a Rangers manager like kind of behave the way Cassini's been like behaving? Because it it's, like, it's just, I don't, when, I don't understand that, what he's doing. Not even just that, when is the last time you've seen a manager who, in the top flight of any, of any British league, after that, like, some of the stuff they say, I know there's been a few stupid comments in, made by managers throughout the year, but it just seems to be consistent with Pedro Casinha. It's like near enough every big game that comes up, he's making some comment that that just doesn't make sense. And obviously Rangers still Rangers still to play well, obviously still play Aberdeen. No doubt there'll be media hype in this as well and I don't doubt there'll be more comments being made from both camps. You've still got to play Celtic again, you've still got to play Hearts and Hibs, you've got to go to Easter Road. What's he gonna be like at Easter Road? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? He might not even be charged by come then come that time. It's, yeah, but, like, like, see, right after the progress game, I was saying, right, don't get rid of him, just like, give the guy time. Right, that's what, obviously, I've gave him time, but he's just not convinced me whatsoever. The jury's still out. The jury is 100% still out on him. And I said in the pod earlier on, if we don't beat Hamilton this weekend, am I harsh in saying, right, it needs to go? See, I, think I don't think I am. I would have said if you had lost to Partick, but I think that, that extra time went over Partick has... Kinda, we still couldn't beat Partick this over 90 minutes. I think that's kind of gave him a bit of a stay of execution. If you had lost that game and then lost in that way to Celtic, then I think maybe. If you if lose to Partick, and then who's it, who's it you play after that? You mean if we lose to if Hamilton? Hamilton? I mean, if, if Rangers lose to Hamilton. I think it's in Johnston at home. I might be wrong, but I think it's in Johnston then, at home. And then there's a... There's Got a, Hearts in the month. 
and then and not to mention if he lasts as long as well, going into is it next going into next month and like in, in December in November December time as well, you've got a double header against Aberdeen, so you've got big games coming up, and his is is his bottle gonna last? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's... If Pedro Cazinha... I, 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 I tipped him to last till Christmas and I think the way it's going that very well could be possible. See, see, see the thing is, so, like, I know I'm like really criticising Pedro here but the thing is, I want him to prove me wrong but I just... I'm not seeing it. I just don't see it at all if, uh, if I'm being honest. There's and no is it like... I know we changed the system up the weekend where I've basically playing like a... I think it was like... A four three three, but it was like Pena playing in behind, and it just it was it was like it just did not work out, and uh, it's same old same old. So uh, see, since I started doing this podcast, Rangers I started the last season. Rangers haven't beat Celtic once, <laughs> so uh, the joys, the joys. Well, you could say that about anything. So yeah. Oh no, I mean like oh, so Rangers haven't beat Celtic once, and uh, it's just it's uh, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, so I think we've uh, spoken enough about what. We've spoken enough the about game. that. Um, yeah. Uh, so the first fixture to kick off the weekend is Hamilton. Hamilton host Rangers. Hamilton host Rangers for Dynamic Football. I'm going to go for a th- big one this one. Massive for Cusina. Um I'm going to say I think the players will be up for it and they need to come out there and make a statement after that debacle on Saturday. I'm going to say Rangers will win 2-1. 2-1, just three points. Don't care if you do it, just get three points. I don't think it's going to be a particularly entertaining game. I can see even Rangers 1-0. Uh, then it's... Oh, just, just you know, I already know going to be playing. Uh, I already host St. Johnston. Another fun-filled free phone. One each. One each, mate. That's what I'm going with. Uh, I can... I, uh, I'm quite confident based on our defence improving. I can, I, can, I can see us nicking it 2-1. Uh, then, then we get a, a dress rehearsal for the League Cup semi, semi-final. It's Celtic host at Hibs. This weekend, oh, that'd be interesting. Um, um, you go a Celtic win. I'm going to go 4-1 Celtic. <laughs> 4-1. Yeah. Uh, I can see Celtic 2-0. Uh, Dundee host Hearts. Dundee Hearts. Um, uh, that'd be quite intriguing. That um, I'm gonna go for a, a one each. Uh, I can see Hearts winning this. I can see Hearts winning two 0 Kelly at home again against Ross County. Um, I'm gonna go for a oh, Ross County. I don't think they'll have a manager in place by uh, the weekend. They're under twenty. Under twenties managers taking. Uh, care of the sc- first team squad right now so man who just won the league with the youths <laughs> no, um, I'll go for a I think no no I can see Ross County winning this 3-1 right no no for me uh, Mullow host Partick Thistle that could be a decent new game Mullow Thistle um, Mullow Thistle um, I'm going to go for a Thistle won the first uh, win. win. Whistle, uh, sorry, Partick Thistle to win their first game of the season. I'm going to go for a 1-0 Thistle win. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it being a 1-0 game. I mean, both teams both teams have got enough attacking options to make that quite interesting. I can see it being a 2 each draw. Uh, are we doing the championship, yeah? Oh, of course. Yep, so, high-flying, averaging three goals a game, Dunfermline host Dundee United. Dunfermline host Dundee United. Um, I'm going to go for a... 2-0 Dunfermline win. I'm going to go for a 3-1. 3-1 Dunfermline. Uh, Inverness host Queen of the South. Oh, Inverness. Bad run right now. Bad, bad run. Uh, on four, four points or five? Oh, bad start. Uh, honestly, the way it's going there, I think John Robertson will be getting the sack quite soon because he's had, they've made a terrible start. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a 1-H. Uh, Queen of the South 2-1. Uh, Livingston host Dunbarton. I can see Livingston winning this 2 0. Livingston are a decent run of form. Livingston 2 1. Uh, on that note as well, uh, the other team is uh, Morton v Falkirk, but the Dumbarton manager has been linked to the Falkirk job. Who's the Dumbarton manager? Uh, Steve Aiken. Steve Aiken. 
Not had interesting fact he's not managed a full time team yet, I don't believe. Managed yep. managed Junra and then Dumbarton. Yeah. So if he gets the Falkirk gig, he could argue never never got to manage a full time. Did I not say to you that? I said that to you on Saturday, didn't I? I said to you either Steve Aiken, is Steve Aiken or I don't know, Presley. Oh no, Presley. Steve Aiken. I can't remember who else I said, but Steve Aiken. I think it's always on favourite. I think he deserves a wee chance at a, a, a full-time club. Yeah, why not? He's managed, yeah. he's managed part-time clubs and he's got results both times, but he's done well with two part-time sides. Uh, so I don't think it'd be too much of a risk for him to take over at full-time. I, would get, uh, yeah, I think Steve Aiken's odds on favourite. Um, but if Ian Caffrey got it, um, I think that, that would be a decent appointment. So obviously it's more than Falkirk. I'm going to go for it. I think obviously Falkirk, I don't think they'll have a manager in place for the weekend, but I'll go for a Morton 1-0. Uh, I think Falkirk will get a reaction. I think Falkirk Since uh, Houston's away. Yeah, I think mean, they'll get a reaction. I don't think it's going to be a win, but I think they'll get a reaction. It'll be one each. Mm. Uh, St. Mirren host Brecon. Routine, routine 2 0 win for St. Mirren. I'm going to go for uh, 1 0 St. Mirren. And that's the full card of the church. That's it, yeah. Yep. So that's after it. a terrible weekend's football for me, <laughs> as a Rangers fan, um, I think that's pretty much it then, John James. Yep, so until next time, guys, take care and we will see you soon.